Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Oh, hey, it's me, your host, Nick. Welcome to the show. It's Nick's Nerd News. It's that time of the week to come listen to me prattle on about numerous nonsensical topics and other bullshit that that I care about, you probably care about. I mean, why else would you be listening to me? But hey, another week. Let, let, let's get things started, right? But first, don't forget to check us out at nicksnerdnews.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and at Facebook. Just search Nick's Nerd News, obviously. And hey, you can listen to the show at on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. You can listen to it right in your browser at our website, nicksnerdnews.com. The links to all of those things I just previously mentioned are also on the website at nicksnerdnews.com. Obviously, you guys are on one of those platforms, otherwise you wouldn't be here. Unless you just happen to stumble upon my lovely, lovely podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to all of you from from wherever you may be listening. If, it, if it's the Middle East, Europe, Asia, Africa, South America, North America, right here in the U.S. of A. Welcome. Now, we got a doozy for you today. A lot of, lot of big video game news dropped and saw Godzilla. Not a whole lot of TV to talk about. And with E3 coming up, I'm going to drop some of my predictions on you guys. So, let's get right into it. I'm going to change it up a bit just because uh, there wasn't a lot of TV. Let, let's talk about that first, actually. Let's, let's, uh, let's uh, be a little different today, if you will. So, first bit of TV news here is uh, either the directors or the writers or someone of, Captain, of the Captain Marvel movie were, were being interviewed somewhere i don't even remember uh but they had something to say about how the disney plus marvel shows will actually directly influence the greater mcu which is a different policy than it has been in the past granted the mcu film division well not mcu marvel studios the film side will be handling those disney plus shows as opposed to like marvel tv which had been doing you know, the Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and the, the Netflix shows that it's going to be... So th- those were always separate. So that means these new ones will be directly involved, which, I mean, let, let's be honest. If you're going to have a Loki show and things like that, it's obviously going to be connected to the MCU. I'm happy about this, though, because the other ones were just, like, barely tangentially connected at best. So that that's happening. And obviously we'll know more as we get closer to the fall when Disney Plus actually launches and we're able to watch some of these shows. And I don't know if you guys were like me, but when I was a kid I used to watch The Ripley's Believe It or Not with Dean Cain whenever it was on TV, like all the time, despite the fact it was a lot of stupid fake shit. Uh, Granted, they had real stuff because they had video and stuff like that, but they would also play up hype with like fake mermaids and and other things, but then explain, like, rational reasoning behind why some of those things might have been mis- misdiagnosed or things like this. But uh, it was announced that the Travel Channel is going to be bringing it back, and it's going to be hosted by none other than Bruce Campbell, which makes it amazing. Bruce Campbell is hilarious. Can't wait. Cannot wait to see how that goes. 
I'm sure I'll end up just rifling through TV and then just happen to see him on when, when we get the chance. I think that's supposed to start later in the year. If you guys ever read Brave New World in high school, you know, the, the novel by Aldous Hus- Huxley about, you know, dystopian bullshit in the future. Well, they're doing a TV adaptation, and that's going to premiere on USA later in the year. So that uh, we, we've got a lot of uh, those styles of books have been adapted late, lately. You know, uh, Atlas Shrugged. No one's done 1984 in a while. Granted, it'd be too real. You don't even have to make... You don't even have to make an adapt- adaptation. That's just life right now. But Brave New World will air on USA. Wonder if people actually watch it. That's, un- <laughs> That's a terrible joke. And uh, news for Witcher fans. The Netflix ad- adaptation. I cannot say adaptation today. <laughs> uh, Witcher has wrapped production. So they're probably just going to be doing final touches. I'm sure that will air either later this year or sometime next year depending on how much work will be have to be done in post-production. Yes, shows normal production are when they film everything. Post-production is when they do visual effects and other things, reshoots, stuff like that. So they've essentially finished principal photography is essentially what, what that means. But maybe that means Henry Cavill can get back to being Superman. Who knows? I don't know. I guess the... The state of the DCEU is ever in flux. I've been seeing a lot of weird things online about it lately. Don't know if those just might be rumors and hearsay, but we'll 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 figure that out soon enough. And what's uh, what's next on the agenda here? Uh, Brad Dorif, who, if you guys don't know, is the original voice of Chucky, the killer doll, essentially. Uh, he ha- was giving an interview. And said that he was talking to Don Mancini, the, the creator of Chucky and things like this. And he did say that the Chucky show, which is I think supposed to be on sci-fi or some basic cable channel, is still happening. I, I know they were. it was announced at the same time the reboot was announced. Uh, just to make sure that people understand that the original Chucky will still be around. Will still be voiced by the original character. And the show will be headlined by the original creator. So you don't have to worry about that if, if you're not too keen on the new Chucky reboot with Mark Hamill as the voice. And I saw a video recently, and it was um not really a fan because, granted, you know Mark Hamill's voice, and it, it's it's indistinguishable at this point, and he sounds a little bit too much like the Joker, in, in my opinion. And that will take some people out of the movie. So hopefully he, he can go back in and re-record some things and maybe not sound as Jokerish. Granted, that's his voice. That's probably why they hired him to be Chucky. He's already got that uh, serial killer-ish vibe. And last bit of TV news here. I told you guys there wasn't going to be a lot of TV news. Uh, the Game of Thrones prequel is expected to start filming this summer. So that will probably be on TV, I'm guessing, sometime next year. Maybe not in the same time slot as regular Game of Thrones, like late spring, early summer, I can probably see that as a late summer, early, early fall show. But no official word on what that's called or what's it? It's officially about or who the who the the cast is playing. Things like this. I expect more news to come out as we we distance ourselves a bit from the end of season eight. I'm sure they want to allow people to breathe, have some time. And then they'll announce it right when people are going to start 
being hungry again for Game of Thrones type stuff now that it's over. And hopefully some other shows don't fill in the gap. Obviously, HBO wants to focus on Watchmen that's coming in the fall, Westworld Season 3 in the early, in sometime in the spring next year. And I, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but it was announced that unfortunately, one of my favorite shows, another comedy, is going to be ending, but Silicon Valley will be ending with Season 6 in the fall. Or late summer, I forget when when they uh, announced when it's going to premiere. But Silicon Valley will reach its end this year, and that sucks because that show is is great. It's so well written, and uh, I I'm a little upset with that just because Mike Judge man is is a genius, and hopefully he's got something else coming in the wings. Hell, maybe they'll do a Silicon Valley movie. I I don't know what that would be about or how. I'm sure they could figure out a way for that to work. But Silicon Valley will be ending in the fall. And that's kind of it for TV news. Let's jump right into the video game news so we can get this out of the way. Especially with E3. Uh, what's today is Monday. E3 is less than a week away. So, obviously, even though E3 is this week, upcoming weekend, a lot of companies like to do random announcements beforehand. And the biggest part of that, obviously, is the announcement of what the next Call of Duty will be. And it's going to be Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare is back. And it's going to be called just Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So it's it's uh, actually going to be a full reboot of, of the, the series. And Captain Price is back as the main character. Uh, I saw some rumblings that Price or uh, Soap will be back as well. Maybe Ghost, hopefully, too. Uh, no official word on that. Uh, Call of Duty will finally be introducing a new engine. They've been working on the same engine for, for quite a while now. I, I want to say for the last five or six Call of Duties, if I'm not mistaken. Excuse me, actually, there hasn't been a new engine since Call of Duty 2, so it's been about 15 years or so. Uh, this new one will have crossplay, which is shocking, actually. But that that's that's amazing for gamers, and I'm I'm very happy about that. So that way you'll be able to play with friends regardless of what console they're on. Matchmaking will fall down to input use, uh, so who knows yet if, if it will support mouse and keyboard on, on the Xbox One or not. And no season pass. So this is a first for Call of Duty in a number of years as well. So they'll be able to distribute content free to all players so they don't fragment the player base. And no zombies as well. So it's a, a complete reboot of the Modern Warfare franchise. I saw an interview with the, the game director... And they said they want you to to be involved in like tense situations that will make you feel uncomfortable about decisions and things like this. Uh, linking it to, to the No Russian mission from Modern Warfare 2, which is an interesting standpoint. Because No Russian was something unheard of at the time. And if you think about it now, that's not something that could ever probably be included in the game ever again. At least by today's standards, that's something that would be uh, very contentious, uh, would would be pretty much uncalled for just about by every single person, regardless of, of where you lie on the spectrum in terms of, of gun ownership and, and things like this. So that that's definitely something that would be interesting. And, and I'm excited to see where they take that and how they, they apply that in the game. And one of the other reasons they, they decided to reboot Modern modern warfare is that 
the idea of what modern warfare is has changed a lot in the last 10, 11 years or so. What was modern combat in 2008, 2009 is not what modern combat is in, in 2019. That's for damn sure. So a lot of things have definitely changed in, in the last decade or so. So it'll be very great to see how they run with things. I'm, I'm glad it's Infinity War that, that's doing it. Some people that worked on the original are back. Obviously Vince Zampella and uh, I, I, the name escapes me. The other co-founder of Infinity Ward aren't there. Obviously Zampella's over at, at Respawn. But that's uh, I can't wait to see what, what, what's going to happen with that. Definitely excited for Call of Duty for the first time in, in a number of years. So that's that's something I can't wait for. And that that was obviously the biggest news. The trailer looks awesome. Definitely go check that out, especially if you're a fan of the OG Modern Warfare and have been kind of sour on Call of Duty. Especially if, if you have friends on different consoles, now you'll be able to play with them since crossplay is confirmed. As I mentioned last week, I did get some of those classic consoles that are available, like the Super NES Mini, the NES Mini, the PlayStation Classic, and... While they are fun, um, they're a bit underwhelming. A little bit of a pain in the ass to set up if if you're if you have a like a entertainment center and it's not easy to get to the back of your TV or plugs or anything like that. It's uh, not it was not an easy or, or fun situation. That that I can definitely say. It was still uh, fun to play with them and very user friendly. That's that's for sure. It's it's not hard to play or set up or anything like that. It's just a nuisance is, is when I say that, but definitely very, very fun. I'm getting to play games I never got to play before. I'm getting to play games that I loved playing as a kid. Definitely see the issues with the PlayStation Classic and the choice of games and very odd choice of games. Granted, Siphon Filter is fun to play, but it, it's odd holding contro- a controller without without joysticks. It's It's been a while since I've held the original PlayStation controller because... When I was a kid, as soon as the ones with joysticks came out, that that's what I was literally playing. So, or playing with, I should say. And it, it was odd playing. It, it's just it's a it's a different world without joysticks in a game like that. Because obviously the games on Super NES and NES, you don't really need a joystick because a lot of those games are are 2D to a, a point, and they're all platformers and things like that. So it, it's not required. But nonetheless, it. it adds an interesting element to to the gameplay especially a game like cool borders 2 i'll say that the game's fucking hard with just with just a uh, a d-pad so uh, i i can't believe people were playing stuff like that back then unless of course they put games on the playstation classic with that required a joystick and there is no joystick which would be the stupidest fucking thing ever and could also be part of why it, it's dropped in price so drastically since it, since it launched uh, we also got some Pokemon news uh, this past week, and obviously there's another Direct coming up later in the week. Uh, I think on Wednesday is when that will come, and that's going to be more news re- relegated to Sword and Shield. Um, but we did get some other news. It was a press conference. Three new features, or, or apps, I should say, were announced. The first being Pokemon Home, and it uh, will allow you to store and share from Pokemon Go, uh, your Pokemon Bank, and the Switch games, and DS games, so it's Practically just Pokemon Bank 2.0 and just merging everything together. Uh, Pokemon Sleep, which is a mobile app uh, expected to launch next year. And uh, will work with a... So Pokemon Go Plus was a feature that 
or was like a, a peripheral you could buy and would count your steps and things like that that would help you in, in Pokemon Go. And now they're releasing a Pokemon Go Plus, which you can wear while you're sleeping or put it on your bed or something. I, I don't know. They didn't explain it well enough, but it, it will keep track of when you're sleeping and allow you to catch Pokemon or something. I, I don't know. This is really dumb. Uh, and then the last thing was a new mobile game. It was a 3v3 game. I think it's supposed to launch later this year or early next year. It's called Pokemon Masters. And it, it features a lot of high-profile trainers from all the past games. So, like, a lot of the champions, a lot of familiar trainers. Like, I saw Steven. I think that's his name from, from Gen 3, the one who has the Metagross. And he's the champion from Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. Uh, he was in there. Some of the main characters, essentially, from, from the games. It, it looks fun, based off the pictures and little little gameplay they showed off. But Nintendo has had a, a bad track record with some of its mobile apps being very... Uh, very not user-friendly in terms of, of cost and microtransactions and things like that. So, see if that problem plagues the Pokemon apps that are, are coming in the future. So, a slew of games recently have been launching with crossplay right out of the box. Uh, one of those is Dauntless. It's a new, I want to say it's an RPG MMO style game. And they actually released a lot of things about this. And it, it reached 6 million players in its first week, which is a, a huge get. And they also announced that 60% of parties in the game were cross-platform, showing that, that gamers are using this feature now that it's available. So that's a good thing. That, that gives me hope that it al will allow studios to, to push back against... Uh, right now, Sony's the, the one against it, or was against it at least. Uh, gives more proof to show that gamers would, would use the future and want to use that feature. I said future, I meant feature. Uh, granted, Microsoft was... was the one against it back in the 360 days. Sony's against it now. Obviously, when you're the front runner, you don't want to lose people from your platform, and you don't want to give other people a chance to go to the other platform. So it, it made sense for a while. Now, though, as as things get more interconnected and, and things like that, it it's less makes less sense, especially on third-party games. First-party games, 100%, I get it, because those are your games only available on your platform. But third-party games, people are going to play where they're comfortable. So, again, it, it, that, 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 we could spend a whole episode talking just about that whole conundrum. But we're not. Death Stranding had a new trailer. About 8, 10 minutes or so. And it, it's coming out in November. And I, I still don't know what the fuck is going on with that game. I'm, I'm even more confused at this point. Like, what, what's going on? Is this some kind of dystopian future? It seems like... Uh, it's going to take place in America, but some weird America that's splintered and fractured and broken and some kind of demon is taken over. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I guess you're fighting the government. I guess these like little clone babies that you carry around are your life force. I, I, I don't know. And then you can go and get a like super expensive version and get one of these clone babies for yourself. I, I need to know more about this game because... Every, every time something comes out, I'm, I'm even more, I'm even more confused. And, and that's the last thing you want is someone to be confused. But, but most of us trust Kojima. He knows what he's doing. So, who knows? Um, just some other news regarding E3. Uh, Marvel's Avengers from Square Enix. It will be at E3 at the Square Enix stage, I think, which is Monday. Uh, a new Need for Speed is coming out this year, but it will not be at E3 or... EA is like whatever thing they do before E3 that's not at E3 but goes on the same weekend in the same city. 
Beyond Good and Evil 2 will not be at Ubisoft stage. Uh, Darksiders, a new Darksiders game was confirmed for E3 to be somewhere at the show. I don't think THQ Nordic has a press conference. But yeah, that's that's kind of what's, what's going on there. Uh, a leak came out from Ubisoft, and Ubisoft, as I've stated before, is the leakiest studio. Things seem to get leaked all the damn time, especially in regards to what the next what the next watchdogs will be but apparently a service called ubisoft ubisoft pass was leaked which is a subscription service uh details were light but it's probably going to be a lot like what ea has uh, with ea access more like ea access probably less like xbox game pass so probably somewhere in the middle there i'm sure we'll know more though on i think theirs is monday as well their press conference so ryan mccaffrey if you guys don't know he's he's a been in the games media for a very long time currently works at ign i used to work out at xbox magazine and he has a podcast all about teslas and and they ign was able to break this story because of of his tesla podcast where he he got to interview elon musk which is a a big get for like a a podcast that i don't know what his audience is like but I'm, i'm sure it's decent enough that that he was able to get elon on there and uh, Elon told him that Cuphead will be playable in Teslas in some form. It's not going to be the full game, but people will be able to play Cuphead on those big giant touchscreens in their Teslas, hopefully not while the vehicle is moving, because that's a very distracting and punishingly hard game that you definitely don't want to be playing while you're driving. That, that's That's for damn sure. And let's see. Oh, here's here's uh, fans of classic RPGs will be very excited for this. But uh, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, and uh, uh, Neverwinter Nights and some other classic RPGs are going to be making their way to the modern consoles. Uh, they're going to be remastered, things like this. I think it's going to be in a, a couple different packages where you can get the different games. And those are supposed to be launching later this year. So if you're a fan of the the original PC RPGs based on Dungeons and Dragons those those are coming soon and you'll get to play them. Uh, Microsoft also announced that some version of Xbox Game Pass will be coming to PC and along with that a lot of Microsoft games will be current modern Microsoft games will be coming to Steam. Uh, they've kind of been off Steam lately. They were you can only purchase them really on on the Microsoft App Store and they're coming to Steam. The first one of which will be Gears 5 which technically isn't true because Master Chief Collection is going to be there, but that tells me that uh, Gears 5 will come to PC before the Master Chief Collection will, despite the fact that they're currently working on it. Um, and before we get into like rumors and speculation at for E3, let's, uh, let's talk about the PS Plus and Games with Gold this month. So if you have a PlayStation and you have PlayStation Plus, uh, this month's three games are Sonic Mania, and the Borderlands Handsome Collection. And if you have games with gold and you're, you have an Xbox, NHL 19 will be available from June 1st through the 30th. And I'm pretty sure this is the first time they've offered like a what's considered like a brand new sports game. I don't think NHL 20 is out yet. So that that's uh, that's actually really cool that, that they're doing that. Rivals of Aether will be available the 16th through the 30th. Uh, the original Portal will be available for from the 1st through the 15th on Xbox One and 360 through backwards compatibility. And then Earth Defense Force 2017 will be available the 16th through the 30th. Uh, also, 
also via backwards compatibility. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about E3 a lot, and E3 is less than a week away. The first press conference is Microsoft on Sunday. Sony won't be there, unfortunately. Bethesda will have theirs Sunday night, and Ubisoft and Nintendo are Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Let's just look at uh, let's let's look at the schedule here. So, EA Play Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order reveal will be June 8th at 9:30, so that's Saturday morning. Microsoft's press conference is Sunday at 1 p.m. Uh, it's rumored to run for about two hours, uh, longest in in their history. Bethesda's press conference is Sunday night at 5.30. These are all Pacific time, by the way. Uh, Ubisoft will be Monday at 1 p.m. Square Enix will be Monday at 6 p.m. Uh, that's normally Sony's spot. Uh, Nintendo's will be Tuesday at 9 a.m. And that's it. So let, let's just talk about some other things that are pretty much confirmed for E3 before we get into... Oh, actually, no, sorry. Yeah, so just one thing. Microsoft will have 14 first-party titles to show off in some capacity at 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 their conference, which is insane. And let, let's kind of build off that. This is what I'll say. I think, speaking of Xbox since they're first, I think Forza's going to skip a year, and they're just going to wait for the new generation. And speaking of the new generation, I think the next Xbox will be more PC-like in that it will be more customizable. And I'm probably just grasping at straws here, but it's such a weird year. And I, this is pretty much guaranteed. Microsoft's probably going to announce another studio acquisition, maybe even two. But that's that. That's just what I'm thinking. Um, my other my other theories here. George R. R. Martin already said that he's working with From Software on a game. I think that it will be a Game of Thrones game, despite what other people might say. I'm pretty certain a new Splinter Cell is going to get announced. I don't I don't think otherwise. And that's just what I'm I'm thinking. And I think Nintendo's going to announce a new form of Switch. So I know there's been rumors about some kind of economy Switch that will come out that will be cheaper and smaller. There were also rumors of maybe a, a Switch XL, which I'm hoping for because depending on what what happens depends on when I'm buying a Switch and how that's going to happen this year. But, I mean, I'm just kind of light on, on, on rumors this year because there's so many other things that could happen. But I'm doubling, doubling down on, on a new Splinter Cell, the Game of Thrones game, and Force a Skipping Year. Those, those I'm, I'm just dead certain of. I'm less certain on the new Switch, how many studios Microsoft's going to buy, and the customizable Xbox. But we'll see. I, I really don't have anything else to, to think. I don't know what to think of. And and honestly, I think that part of that is because of the fact that Sony's not going to be there. And a lot of things have been happening before E3 lately. But that's what I'm thinking right now. I don't know what's going to happen this weekend. I, I'm just excited, as excited as all of you guys are. So we'll we'll see what happens. We're less than a week. I mean, it's six days, really. But let's move on to movies, shall we? So I'm infinitely more excited about the New Gods movie that's being directed by Ava DuVernay because Tom King is going to be writing the script. Tom King is a comic book writer. Uh, he's doing the Batman story right now that he had planned to do 100 issues. We talked about that last week. And he's actually fresh off the highly rated Mr. Miracle miniseries that is considered one of the best comic book series in a long time. And that's perfect because Mr. Miracle is a new god. I mean, he's married to Big Barda, 
who's a new god. He is the son of High Father, who's a new god, who was essentially raised by Dark Side, who's a new god. And I can't fucking wait. I mean, he's the perfect person. That makes me so much more excited for that movie. You, you, you don't even know. You don't even know. So a licensing expo is coming up in Las Vegas, and essentially that's where all the major studios bring all the material that they're going to need to license their upcoming properties. And one of those is a movie poster for He-Man and confirms that it will release next year. Or 2021, excuse me. I keep thinking it's 2020 and we're not even halfway through 2019. Uh, 2021 for He-Man. Uh, Mark Webb, who directed The Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, is currently Disney's top choice for a live-action Snow White movie. I wonder how they're going to play that one. That should be good, actually. You know, hi-ho, 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 hi-ho. It's off to work we go. Um, yeah. Uh, Ridley Scott is currently in the script phase for the next Alien prequel, because he doesn't want to let that franchise just be alone for a while. Um, and Michael Fassbender, while on a press tour for X-Men Dark Phoenix, uh, said he would definitely play David again. Uh, David the Android. I think he's an android or whatever he is in, in, in another Alien movie. Pixar released a trailer for their new movie Onward, which looks to be like a modern take on fantasy. And it's about two brothers who look like they're trolls or ogres or some kind of thing. And they go on like a quest but they do so in their awesome 70s style van with a, like a unicorn painted on the side. And that's starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Looks really cool. Joel Kinnaman is confirmed that he will be back as Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad, which more and more it's telling me it's not a full reboot, but going to be just a direct sequel like it, it was originally supposed to be as more and more people from the original film are, are showing up in it. Honestly, not surprised. While he was one of the weaker aspects of the first movie if anyone will do right by him it's going to be james gunn and i'm i'm excited to see what what he does with that the black widow movie has started filming despite not being officially confirmed yet uh some spy photos leaked of scarlett johansson i wonder when they're going to announce that i'm sure sometime around comic-con or d23 i think those are both in july and star wars land opened at disneyland to great crowds. A lot of people said it's really fun, except there's not a whole lot to do as half half of the section is technically not open yet as the next ride is not officially open. And before we get to our Godzilla review, I do want to talk... Uh, so now it is official that Robert Pattinson will be taking on the role of the Batman. And apparently he signed on for a trilogy of movies to be directed by, by Matt Reeves. But, I mean, it's still not official official that Robert Pattinson is... Batman, I mean, Matt Reeves, like, tweeted out a picture or retweeted something. This is all according to Deadline. Uh, they said that formal negotiations have been confirmed by Warner Brothers, and some saying that stuff is underway. Others say that the deal was done a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know all the details. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see where this goes. Luckily, I mean, technically it's a reboot. Technically it's not, because it's supposed to take place in the 90s, and kind of like middle-aged uh, Batman, and maybe Robert Pattinson's character turns into Ben Affleck's Batman. I, I don't know. I, I for one, am okay with that, but don't know how that's going to work or, or 
if it's a full reboot or if it's part of its own if it's part of its own universe or or things like this. Um, but I did say about two weeks ago the movies I've been told to watch are Good Time and High Life for Robert Pattinson. And then he's got that new like movie coming out with Willem Dafoe that's getting good buzz at a, at a con. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. I'm 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 excited to see where things go. I trust Matt Reeves. I don't know a whole lot about Robert Pattinson other than Twilight. I've I've been told by many people, like I said, those two movies to watch, and that he's he's become a much better actor in the time since Twilight. So uh, that movie drops in 2021, barring no other changes or or anything like that. But finally, I do want to talk about Godzilla here. So I'm I'm recording a day later than usual because I did get to see Godzilla yesterday and went with some guys from work, went to see it in IMAX, which I cannot stress enough is probably the only way to watch this movie. And while critics are kind of mixed on it, user reviews are, are very high, I loved this movie. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. It's it's It delivers on, on all fronts for things that I wanted to see in a Godzilla movie. A lot of kaiju on kaiju action. Uh, it, it has a great reverence for the, the other Toho monsters like Rodan, Mothra, Ghidorah, things like this. I, I was thoroughly impressed with, with what they, with, with what they did. And I'm, I'm very happy this movie came out. It, it's been, it's been a while since we got to see a lot of these characters from the Godzilla realm. I think, what, the last one was Final Wars in 2004, so it's been about 15 years. And I don't even remember if Ghidorah, or Ghidorah, excuse me, was in in that one. But there is so much awesome action in this movie, and they don't waste really any time. Like, Mothra's in it within the first, like, 15 minutes. Ghidorah is in it within the first half hour. Godzilla shows up, kicks ass. Uh, The actors are really good. I mean... Godzilla's never been known for plot, per se. There's a serviceable one in this movie that you can follow along. It makes sense. I don't know what movie some of these other people were watching that said the plot was dull. and I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get that at all. There's some fun characters to be around. There's a lot more connections to the MonsterVerse as a whole. Hell, Joe Morton's in the movie. Didn't even realize that he was in the movie. And he's playing an older version of Corey Hawkins' character from Kong Skull Island. There's a lot of hints to Kong Skull Island at the end end of the movie uh, because hell, Kong Skull Island has already been confirmed. They already finished filming that movie. That comes out a year from now, and hope hopefully this movie does well enough to justify even more. I, I I mean, it's doing well overseas. So at this point, Hollywood, while Hollywood cares about what it does here in the U.S., the U.S. market is only half of 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 the box office returns at this point in time. So. I'm not. I'm not surprised that that's what's happening. I mean, it made it made triple almost what uh, internationally what it did in the U.S. on opening weekend. So it, it's doing okay, and and that's fine because at the end of the day, it's still making more money than than any Godzilla movie really has before, other than maybe the first one, uh, the 2014 one, and that really stupid one from 1998 but nobody gives a shit about that movie the movie sucks people who like that movie need to really reevaluate their opinion of of godzilla movies and really need to sit and watch like the original 
but that that's that's a whole different discussion. There's a uh, a lot uh, minor spoilers here, but there's a lot of other kaiju in the movie. N- unfortunately, none of them are other Toho monsters that we know of yet. They don't show all of them. I mean, the trailers have been hinting at 17, but they do show off some others in the movie that I'm not going to get into too much specifics. They're really fucking cool looking, though, and they show up all over. There's some really awesome callbacks to old Godzilla movies in it, and you could tell the director wanted to make a lot of references to, to older Godzilla movies. He's clearly a fan. And one of the best things in the movie is there's some part where Godzilla comes rising up out of the ocean and they start playing the old school Godzilla music. And, and it's this song, actually. And, and unfortunately, that song was not in the 2014 movie, but... Oh man, it just like sends like just chills kind of. But one of the best shots in the movie to me, and I know a lot of other people had best shots and things like this, but to me one of the best shots in the movie was it's it's in the climax of the film and shit's going on. I'm not going to go into it too much because it's a bit of a spoiler. But Ghidorah gets juiced up and he does this fucking like opens his wings all the fucking way. And just like lightning just goes fucking everywhere. It's so cool. I think it was in one of the trailers. But oh dude it was so awesome to see that shot. Um, but uh, I mean other than that like the main kaiju Rodan's really sick. And how they introduce him is is awesome. Though the way Mothra comes out of the um, out of this fucking like waterfall is, is uh, awesome as well. Like just the wings unfurl and the light that comes out. And there's just so many cool things going on. The thing, though, that was just a little weird to me was just what Monarch was capable of, of pulling off in, in the five years since the 2014 movie. And, like, now they have these, like, crazy futuristic-type vehicles and this crazy, awesome, like, underwater base and things like this. And it's just like, wait wait a minute, where where did they get that stuff? But... It's clearly hinting at a larger world. I hope I hope this does well enough to justify more past Godzilla vs. Kong. They're setting that up. There, there is a post-credits scene. There is a lot of other stuff teased in the credits. So I am very excited to see what happens. This movie was a 10 out of 10 for me. Like 100%. If, if you can, if you maybe don't really go to IMAX movies that often and and like to pick and choose if, if you go to IMAX... I would 100% recommend this is the one movie you see in IMAX this year. If if you already, like, maybe you went and saw Endgame in IMAX or something like that, I would recommend splurging again and going to see this movie in IMAX. I know it's a it's like 5 or $6 more than a normal ticket, but 100% worth it. It just, seeing all that stuff on a bigger screen, and the, the music's a lot louder and stuff, and the sounds, it's just, oh, it's so fucking cool. So fucking cool. But that that's what I have to say about Godzilla. I loved it. Maybe you guys might not. If you like just big action and big monsters fighting each other, you'll definitely like it. So that that's my two cents on it. But that's it for Nick's Nerd News this week, guys. Thank you for listening. 
Uh, as always, check us out on nixnerdnews.com. Follow us on social medias at nixnerdnews on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also, check us out on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Drawing a blank there on, on where I'm available. I'm still waiting for release or news, at least, from whatever's going on with iHeartRadio. They, they take a very long time to get back to you, and I, I don't even know how that even works. But that's what's going on there. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you do you. Don't let the haters stop you. Just focus on yourself. But uh, that's it. And I'll catch you guys next week when we'll see what happens with E3. And as we start get, ramping up to get ready for Comic-Con and, and other things like this. So summer's starting to ramp up, people. Let's, uh, let's get ready for it all. All right, then. Have a good one. Catch you on the flip side.